So after one of the cut-ins, she wrote, it's this guy who looks like a new tampon. He does. <laughs> I mean. Is that the best insult? A fresh, of a, per- a fresh To say tampon. a man looks like a new tampon? A fresh, untainted tampon? Okay. No I'm kind of no hearing looks great, looks full of potential. Welcome to episode number 539 of the podcast. I'm your host, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to the life of idiocy, and we're committed to educating you on things entertained but do not matter. To find out more about these topical pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Podcast, and we're on Twitter that we still call Twitter at Podcast Pod. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking The More You Know. But before we do that, you guys, what are folks saying about our new Princess Collection over on Patreon? If you don't remember, that is our five-episode series where we deep dive five of the most iconic Disney princesses, an exclusive audio series only on Patreon. Here's what some folks are saying. Christina said, loved Belle. First one I've listened to, and y'all really knocked it out of the park. Felt slightly uncensored. Mm, cool. Yeah, yes. extremely uncensored, I would, I it would was. It actually was. Karis Brister said, oh my gosh, I understand myself so much better after listening to the Rapunzel episode. Thank mm. you, Jamie, for that Enneagram wisdom. Yes, we did discuss the mm. Enneagram of the princesses. Uh, Tracy Nash says, Jasmine episode, such a strong opener. So pumped to keep going. And then Katie Patati, our Australian beefots of the heart said oh my god they were brilliant time for a re-listen already and then i'll go binge the movies so all you have to do to snag the series is head to knoxandjamie.com slash annual and sign up as an annual bfots on patreon if you aren't happy in the first 30 days we'll refund your money that's how confident we are that you will love being a year-round bfots hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass!" so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hey dave yeah randy since we founded bombas we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it bombas Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, Jamie, some do the more you know. The more you know. 
Uh, okay, you know, lots of lots of stuff happening. Emmys happened last night. Um, you know, there's some really exciting movie news we're going to get to. Uh, but more importantly, most urgently, I think yes. we should really appeal to all the demographics and quadrants and talk about our weather situations. Mm-hmm. Let's do, yes. we'll do like a group ask a personal question. Like, how's your weather? What's going on? Listen, I think everybody wants to talk about the weather. It's what we all like to talk about. Why do we talk about it so much if we don't like to talk about it? And so here it is 19 degrees. I know that some of you listening, you're buried. You're literally buried in snow and blizzard and penguins. I get it. But I had to wear pants and socks today. And also, if you lean in close, you can hear all my faucets dripping in hopes that my pipes won't freeze. Yeah, every one of them. They just drip, 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 drip. Listen, I, so I do trigger warning if you've had uh, pipes explode, um, right. you know, because I did experience that last December, not this most recent, two Decembers ago. So we were living that trauma last night of like, as we're about to list this house, what if all the pipes explode again? What if that <gasps> happens? So that- I had heat lamps. I was embracing fire hazards. <laughs> I was like, well, I think burning the house down is as bad as it being overrun by water. And that's just like a, that's just a risk we're going to have to take. You know? Listen, that's not normal for us in the South. Although Knox lives in Appalachia. So it is, he has more snow than we do. But I had to put Jamie, little coats. Jamie, I, stop Jamie, it. You, Jamie. <laughs> I live well. in a tiny, I do live in a tiny part of Appalachia, but not. We both live in Appalachia, right? <laughs> um, I, you most recently lived really close to pigs. I'm right. about to move towards pigs. I right, will I will I will counter with you you live in uppity Appalachia. I do live in Is that fair? <laughs> that is fair. I Okay. Yes, it I'll is allow fair. that. I'll allow that. Um, yeah. Cuz yeah, like the mountain I have to travel over has lots of fine dining. So, you know, That's it's right. not the same. Um yeah. but I one of the th- I don't forgot what I was saying. It doesn't matter. What? It's no, cold I, in the south and we're not used to it. But everybody listen, else we're is. We're not used we're not used to it and I had to put little coats on my faucets outside those little yeah. where the water comes out and the hose technical like, term that's what they're called you know <laughs> okay. look the north isn't used to winning a national championship so we're not shaming them for how they don't know how to celebrate that's just good for them right. like they're dealing with it their own way you know we don't know how to deal with ice and snow so we're dealing with it you know that's right so and it's snow day you're all home aaron she seems to be hidden in her basement I'm great hoping yeah. for the best I'm great i love a productive snow day at home it is so good for the productivity i'm happy oh. i'm happy i love it the snow day happening so close to um christmas break being over that's that's tough mm-hmm. you know because yeah. like the kids yeah. w- were home for a long they time and then they went back for a little time mm-hmm. and now they're home for a long yeah. time just got a text said hey we're gonna be closed again tomorrow no! So we're, I'm taking that in stride. Oh no! You know, it's fine. You talk through that. Do you want to talk through that? No, I don't. I don't want okay. to. My son hasn't been to school in like six years uh, because of the Christmas break. He's and been gallivanting, like, right? He's been in yeah. a foreign country. Yeah, he's been in 80 degrees, so he doesn't know what to do with himself. So oh. I just um, thoughts and prayers for us. I would say, oh. you know, thoughts and prayers for us right now. Peace and peace. And let us know. Was weather talk interesting? Let us know. <laughs> yeah. On our no, Instagram. don't. I don't care. Because we we this is therapy. This is our better help right now. That's true. You know, in real time. <laughs> That's right. Um, so Jamie, let's go ahead and go to um, what's the word? And I, w- I want to get w- uh, your word in reaction to uh, the Emmys, which were on last night. <gasps> my word is dreamy. Listen, this might been might have been my favorite Emmys of all time. It, it felt is like, factual. Yeah. Yes, it is. Hundred percent. I mean, it felt like a love letter to those of us who adore TV. Also. I think this show was made for the olds. They were like, you know what? Gen Z doesn't even watch television. They like, they're not even here. So why don't we just 
succumb to the elder millennials and the Gen X and even maybe some baby boomer. And let's like hook them up with those. We got show reunions. We got the sets, which I think matters a lot. I just don't want to see the cast walk up to the mic together. I do want to see them in the room. Like that's very important to me. And then we got some icons like Marla Gibbs and Carol Burnett and uh, Joan. Oh my gosh. 90s. All of them. All three of them in their 90s. It was it was amazing. Uh, gentle, gentle pushback, not a shove, well, just a, listen, a gentle guiding you somewhere else. I'm, I'm against, I don't need 90 year olds. Got enough 90 year olds. Let's get younger. Let's make younger great again. You know, that's what I, I would, would say. I would say Carol Burnett did the best. She didn't even need a helper. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she came out and, and she was like, is that the bar we want? This old person didn't fall or need help. You know, I don't, it's not what I'm looking for as a person. I agree with you though. My, mine was like. Uh, it's two words. I'm pleasantly surprised because oh, I just I you buckle up for like this is gonna kind of it's gonna be good in some spots, kind of clunky. Um, maybe the monologue's gonna suck, but generally, I think we kind of knew how it was gonna go. But this was such a nice experience. My daughter yes. even made it. She watched for a little bit, and I was like, "This is incredible!" Like I, I wouldn't have oh. imagined uh, uh, an under you know uh, eighteen year old child would have wanted to watch this, uh, but she lasted for a little bit longer than I thought. Uh, you know. Uh, you you hit some of the broad strokes. Hit me with like what's what's one or what's what's the thing you liked uh, like from the telecast generally. Listen, because with some of these awards, especially because we have so many in a row, the Emmys is not supposed to happen in January. It's supposed to happen mm-hmm. in September. It got delayed because of the strike, and so we were actually giving people awards for shows that happened in a different century. That's how yeah. long ago it has been. But I did love that Quinta Brunson genuinely seemed surprised yeah. that she won. And, and it was a competitive category, but I also loved that it started the show off strong because it was just black women winning on MLK Day Yeah, on a show run by black women. Like it was yeah. a black production team running the show. So I kind of secretly loved that. But also that Quinta Brunson was given that award by Carol Burnett and that Quinta Brunson. Now, this is this is not necessarily something I like, but she is the first black woman to win lead actress in a comedy in 42 years yeah and and there's only one other time so it's just the two of them and that's isabel sanford from the jeffersons which got a little shout out at the top of the show so it did did. that i like that i don't i was like dang that is a lot of white people because a lot of years to not be winning you know um it's not like other women of color were like oh no it was just other women of color winning no yeah that wasn't happening either so yeah, um, we can we can probably do a little better. Step in the right direction. Uh, my daughter did love her dress, uh, Quinta Brunson's <gasps> dress. She was like very beautiful. This is really good stuff. Such like, a this perfect a color for her. Yeah. I'm not used to watching the show with. That was good. Uh, I'll say um, uh, I'll stay kind of in in that direction of uh, women of color contributing to the telecast. I'm gonna say I liked Anthony Anderson's mom. I liked the bit <laughs> of hurrying people along, and I know. It got weird with Jennifer Coolidge. It did. I embraced that. But you got to drop a body to make people believe. And you know what? I don't think anyone else like really stepped to the time limit again. So like example made, you know? No, the only person was John Oliver, who then made it an intentional part of his speech. He was like, I am not leaving the stage until Anthony Anderson's mom makes me. And he just started (laughs) listing out football players from like Liverpool. And it was a a delight. But I will say I did turn on her. At the end, I did. And Aaron, yeah. Aaron and I, I wasn't live tweeting. I was live texting with Aaron. Uh, and we were both gummied 
So I'm going to be honest. It was a weird, I should, we should sell that thread. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. There is a huge market for gummy infused text thread literature. That's That's a, that's a boom market right now, according to my research. It would be a problem. Because Erin said to me, she was like, I said, I think I've turned on Anthony's mom. And she's like, on MLK day? And I'm like, yeah. Like. Because I, I said, I have a dream that she will stop doing this bit. Like, that's what I, I liked that's it. My I thought it was like, and, it was like, you can't, you're not going to disrespect her. And it, it like, it, it gave, it gave everybody like a timeline and they, they adhered to it. I was appreciative. They did. It did. To it, it. It's yeah. checkmate. Cause you're right. Aaron. No one's going to step to no. her and be like, I'm talking no. now because it's a terrible look. Also, uh, Jennifer Coolidge, you need to be hemmed in. Some of these people need to be hemmed in. I don't want to hear the whole deal. You know, and I'll also, yeah. I'll, I'll yes and another thing I liked, the thank you Chiron thing yes. of like, brilliant. What an innovation. What yeah. an innovation of like nobody, all the reps, all the stupid yeah. people that I don't care about. <laughs> the fact that they got that over with and you could just kind of like do the broad strokes, genius stuff. Yeah, because nobody wants to hear Bob Iger's name said out loud. Nobody no. wants that. Just put it in no. the Chiron. That's perfect. Another thing I loved was I was very excited to see Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Mm do a weekend update. One, they look very well preserved. I would argue comedy is your best bet they do. to stay looking yeah. really good. And they were they were genuinely funny. I like that Amy Poehler made an EGOT joke without knowing that El- that Elton John was going to win an EGOT like that yeah. night, that very night. I like them a lot. I also liked the joke about Mean Girls, the movie, cuz they were that talking was very about funny. they got to laugh out loud. It was very funny and as someone mm-hmm. who saw Mean Girls, the movie, the musical, the movie, yeah. you know, not for me, not for sure. me, sure. for other people. And I also saw Renee Rapp say she's not into old people, so she's ageist like us, but but she okay. means people over 24. So she's not into the olds. So we are not included yeah. in that. I mean, we are included I, in that. She's not into what we have to say. Um, I, The last thing I liked, I'll say, you mentioned the cast reunions. I think that's genius. That's great producing. Yes. Uh, just be like, hey, nostalgia. You're going to see some people. The sets, like you said, great idea because it adds some texture to, oh, that's the cast of Grey's Anatomy. But now there's a beeping like heart monitor. Boom. I feel like I'm in an episode right now. I think that's great. I do think we got a little liberal with some of the cast reunions, right? Because <laughs> right? Um, Dr. Melfi and Christopher from Sopranos, that's not a cast reunion. That's just two people from the show, Sopranos. Well, you know what I mean? James is dead. Drea DiMatteo, what's she doing? Yeah. What's she got going She's on? She's around. Where's Polly Jamie Wall- Lynn? No, I don't know if Where's little Jamie? Around. Jamie Lynn Sigler? Is that a person? Yeah. She's there. Meadow, she's around. There's just, the, the Sopranos cast, they are not shy. Okay, so you could have had some people. That's I thought the, the Cheers cast that was that was something, man. <laughs> that felt like uh, bingo time at the retirement home. I don't Look. know. I don't know if Frazier felt like he had to stage manage everyone because right. he got a little curt <laughs> with some people, um, yeah. or if he was helping. I, I don't know what was going on there. You know. Well, and I did like how old, like how old they all are. But like, yeah. I, it makes sense. Cheers was on in the eighties. It's not like, yeah. I mean, time is a time is a construct, but I will say I didn't like the Ally McBeal not having Jenna Maroney. That felt like, yeah. I mean, that was like easy. She could have been there. Um, I also didn't like Gray's. I mean, where's dead George? Where's Christina Yang? I don't, I, where's you. McDreamy? Although I know they all hate McDreamy, but oh, like, do they? that's confirmed. They hate McDreamy. Well, he hates them. So ergo, they're like, well, we're not into you either. And I know, uh, Chris, I know Sandra O oh is like, I've put that behind me. I'm not, but I want to go 
listen, I get that you you put it behind you and I don't know what happened while you were there, but also yeah. the reason we know who you are is because of that. Like That's true. That's 100% don't, true. Don't forget what we know about you to be true. I so. did that you you mentioned George. That was my first when they said Grey's cast reunion, I was like, is George going to be there? Because Barry the Hatch, yeah. like things be cool with George. He was not there, uh, unfortunately. Is there a chance McDreamy had like, is there, uh, I don't know if there's like sexiest man of the year, if there's like a tour thing you got to do, you know, like, you oh, know, like, like a you, dancing you, with the you stars? win like Miss Universe, you got to go around and do some stuff, make some appearances. Oh, I do feel like, like you should do that. Like you go to like old folks homes and you're like, hi, yeah. I'm the sexiest man alive. And I am, I'm younger than you, but not much. Yeah. And no, I think that's I think it. a casual, not a full on Chippendales situation at the old folks home, but a casual one, you know, maybe know. just the Listen, shirts off. The, the best cast was the Martin cast. Like they yes. came to play. They had great chemistry still with each other. It seems like they still like each other. So yeah. they and they were all there. And so yeah. they did the best. I thought you didn't like the Game of Thrones. Just Tyrion is here Listen, from Game of Thrones. Well, Aaron got that was when her text as soon as she saw that throne, she was absolutely not. And but then so we were, upset. I was like, no, it's Dinkaroo. This is fun. Do you think Dinkaroo likes being called Dinkaroo? That was disrespectful. I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. He likes it. He knows. Text. No, he yeah. knows that Dinkaroo is sexual and that mm. I like, I'm really into him. And I don't I think that's him. implied. I don't know that that's <laughs> apparent implication. Uh, in well, let me be clear. I'm you know? down to clown with Peter Dinklage. Let me be clear. Yeah. So yeah, let the let the record show. Let the record <laughs> show. Do I want to know where Drea De Mateo is? Yeah, I did what she find out she has an OnlyFans. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Do you know what the the primary focus is of her OnlyFans? Um, I could look. Feet? Is it feet? Is it ears? Part of me worried. I don't know. This is this is. I don't know that this is true. My my fear was she got real uh, in in the conspiracies. I, I don't know if I've seen something oh. or read something about that, so I don't know. But that's 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 hearsay. On my I don't know. I, I don't right want to go on to OnlyFans. Yeah. That feels like a... Aaron, go go ahead and, and uh, subscribe. <laughs> you can expense it and then maybe come back in, in like five or ten and let us know like I'm what, good. what, the, what I'm the, good. the stitch is. What you've seen. I'm good. What you've seen there. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. Big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down, big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago, making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podcastpod. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Aura Frames. It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner this year. Let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're also predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people 
as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame. And it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting auraframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code podcast at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. All right, picture this. It's finally getting warmer and you're picking up the after-work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m. and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps in my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chomp stick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chomp sticks come in 10 delicious bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone, or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. They're even smaller chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash popcast. Go to chomps.com slash popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. So the weather's getting warmer and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. But y'all know how I value quality and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e.com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. So some things I didn't like in the Emmys. Uh, I did think there was too much 9-11. Is that controversial? It felt like too much 9-11. Like, it was. I get, I get that it's the 75th, but I didn't, what I didn't understand is, I, yes, we all watched 9-11 on TV. Yes, we did. Yeah. That's true. But there's been 75 years of TV where we've watched lots of things live. Why did this have to be the one you kept circling back to? It was like, when it, it was like, we saw people on the moon. 9-11. I just like, oh, I don't know that I was made that connection. You like, know, maybe there's a stair step there. Why didn't we end? I just didn't understand why they didn't end with MLK's speech. Like, end with it. It's today. Yeah. Don't make him a post-roll ad in the no. show when everybody's leaving to go to parties, but they can't leave. Listen, I wanted an inside. I wanted a camera in the theater so that when they started running the speech from the March of Washington, I wanted to see who got up. Who got up and was like, I got to go. Because you know who got up? Brian Cox. He 100% got up and was like, this is not my country. I don't know about this. 
we still we are still into colonialism where I'm from. So this is not. For wow. Me. OK, yeah. that's yeah. Well, let's, let's toss it allegedly in there. Let's toss it allegedly <laughs> Listen, in there. On I have Cox. some Brian Cox angst because of how he was. I didn't realize that he and Jeremy Strong do not get along at all. I did not realize that. I think are you I surprised by that? that? No, I'm not. Seemingly not prickly people uh, don't right. get along, you know? And it, but, you know, he wasn't there. And when he they were asked, he made some snide comments where Sarah Snook was like, he's he's in he's in a production right now across yeah. the world. And he was a little snide. And I was just like, come on. Well, Jeremy Strong just said he forgot. You know, he's just like, I, I thought it was I next Monday. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. It's hard to have. It's Relatable. hard to have affection. It's hard to have affection for Jeremy Strong. Truly. Yeah. I mean that. Although I did think he was great as Kendall. He really was. You got to separate the art and the artist. You know, you just like, just let it ride. Listen, you know, spicy take. I think Kieran Culkin just portrayed himself. I don't, I don't think he did anything special in succession. I, I agree with you. And okay. I, also spicy take. I'm a, I'm a little upset with you. Because I feel like you have threatened my enjoyment of McDonald's by alleging that Brian Cox is a colonialist, <laughs> you know, and I, I want to eat my fries. I don't want the burden of that baggage, Jamie. So take it back now. Uh, my bad. I take it back. I didn't mean Thank it. You. It's not true. You know, I, um, I didn't, I didn't love the intro. I didn't love the intro at all. Okay. I thought, like, I thought if you're trying to, so I, I mentioned my daughter was with me, almost lost her. I don't know why we're talking about oh, 40, 50 yeah. year old TV here right. when we had such a great year of television and i don't know why anthony uh anderson is, is playing the piano is he playing the piano i don't know if he was um i just i didn't need that i i, I kind of I'm, I'm a simple guy i'm a meat and potatoes kind of gentleman give me some lols <laughs> make some make fun of the audience and let's get to these awards you know Listen, I don't i'm need gonna much. say the real tough part of the semis uh telecast was uh, the number of people who should have been able to sing live but did not do it well a lot yeah. of pitchy a lot of pitchy with that little choir with the white Fletcher guy. And uh-huh. I would say Charlie Booth and his pairing not did not sing. It's tough when people's dead photos are going by that will eventually turn into a vision board at the end where they've cropped yeah. all their faces together. And y'all are not even close to singing on pitch. That Two is things. Tough. You can't give notes on the people singing in memoriam. And also you can't do a camp, a youth camp collage for all the dead people of the year. You can't. We were like, Stop. is that what a vision you- <laughs> board for like, are you watching the is are the 90 year old icons watching this going? I hope I get to be in the center, just yeah. like Matthew Perry. Yeah. Like, it used to be the hook. Happened? Like you just get the end. Now it's like the whole thing's built around your demise this year, which was tough. For both of you, what percentage of people did you not remember had died? Barbara Walters <laughs> for one. Just text after text. What? Uh, didn't know didn't i was i was a 50 i was 50 percent like whoa that they died this year it was tough this, for me this was an iconic year for for the dying like yeah. so many big players died this feels like yeah. the biggest year of death yeah so it's neither sad. of you answered so i'm gonna assume it's 100 percent. like that's that's crazy no, it, was, it, was it was just a lot was, of people it was, it was a lot of people it was 30 percent. i was like yeah. nope didn't know didn't know that's pretty god god that was a long time ago i thought she died two years ago yeah. Yeah. So Aaron, over under 74.5% for was, you that you I'm did sorry, not realize. I was, I was trying to go back to see uh, who I who I was surprised had died. And I found the text where Jamie said that yeah. she liked C- Callista Flockhart's dress and that she thought Callista Flockhart looked so good yes. for being 60. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. And she said, it's that Han Solo dick keeping her good. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm just going to write the timestamp for no reason. <laughs> right. No uh, reason I'm writing that down. Twitch. I mean, I, I had forgotten yeah. that Twitch died. I mean, I, I hadn't forgotten, but it was just yeah. like, oh, I remind yeah. me of that. That's okay. It's okay to say you forgot. It's, it's, you're, not, you're not disparaging like his memory. I think I wouldn't know what's the move. When do you clap and yell? Because some people didn't get, this just got silence. And then some people yeah. got like a big like whoop, like a woo woo. Do you and mean like, do you mean weird. when Sally Struthers and Rob Reiner came back and no one even even moved in their seat to stand up? Yeah, and I think she was really like um, with the H. You're yeah, she's known for stuff that's not that TV show. You know, it's her sad commercials. I would argue. And he didn't he have he had like a weird Wolf of Wall Street cameo, like where he was talking oh, about. That's right. So it's like it, got, it just got complicated in terms of like how we're quantifying them. I would yeah, say. it did. Um, I also I didn't like the Last of Us getting shut out. You know, this was like, obviously the big billboard was like succession beef, the bear, and then nothing else for anybody. So that, that's kind of tough. I mean, I I know those three shows were were the best. Um, I weirdly though, there was a lot of Dahmer hyphen monster, um, as if it's a married name and also colon the Jeffrey Dahmer story, (laughs) which did feel redundant. I didn't remember this being impactful. Did you? No, because I remember it being like, Hey, why are we still doing this? I thought we were, we were going to stop centering the the killers and the murders. I thought we had moved past this. Now, am I excited that because of that, Nisi got her flowers that she sure. has long deserved, and that speech was iconic. And her boobies. Aaron was like, "I'm concerned about her boobies." Yeah, he is a close uh, one because it was it was uh, touch and go there for a second. But I it was. But it is weird to be like, wait, when we, did we watch that? I don't remember that. I just I remembered Netflix. Anytime I'd scroll by, it, it'd be him being like, "Eat the sandwich." So I guess Nisi Nash, I don't remember. That was clearly okay. made of a, a person. And so she was how like, did you how did you how did you feel about uh it was a surprise and I it was a pleasant surprise. Uh Paul Walter Hauser winning for Blackbird, a green light of ours. We love that series, it's fantastic. But the fact that he bit into a uh a mango <laughs> while I didn't they were see what he, his name. He was chewing something. I didn't realize what it, it was. was. A, he said later in the interview, they were like, What were you eating? And he was like, a mango. Okay, first of all, this isn't the Golden Globes. We're yeah. we're at a theater. This is a no food theater. Why are you eating a piece of fruit? Is it really and no then, food theater? That's well, that's, I mean, like most theaters are no well. But what I had a problem with is that he's chewing it and then he kisses his wife while in the midst of still chewing it. Because when he stopped kissing her, he's still chewing. Don't love that. Oh, I love uh, that. That's great. That's a little flavor kiss. You know, I got no issues with that. I did you know, love his speech. I thought, listen, I love when a white guy has like, all I've ever wanted to be as a rapper and yeah. I'm a stupid actor, but what I want to be is a rapper and I will be rapping about wrestling real quick. I love See, that. What, was that a rap or I feel like if it's a rap, <laughs> there's music. There's no beat. I feel like that's poetry. That was a poem. He did a, like poem. a spoken word. Felt like a spoken mm. word. Okay. <laughs> we we'll should have snapped. I don't I don't know why they didn't snap. I did like that he was shaking so like he was shaking so hard because he was so nervous, yeah. but he was trying to be cool. Relatable. Yeah. And he was adorable. I was happy for him. He's a great actor. I do love him. I thought he deserved it. Uh I didn't think yeah. he would win. Clearly he didn't think he would win, or else he wouldn't have taken a big old bite of mango uh before it. But um right. but yeah, it was good stuff. Can I make it can I make a case that the bear because we did get some comment people tagged us and we're like hey can you explain why the bear is a comedy yeah when it's not a comedy and i would argue it's sort of a com it, it is definitely the blend and the 30 minutes of it all helps lend itself to being more comedic i do think it is funny but i also could make the case that succession is a comedy 
Like, yeah, I would say um, if if it really bothers you that the bear is winning for comedy and you don't think it's very comedic, I don't know what to tell you. You know, don't yeah. be a baby. Like, just whatever. <laughs> Who cares? You know what I mean? That's right. It's getting That's awards. Right. You don't want to get awards? What's your so, problem, man? For those of you wondering, should you tag us in questions that you have about, <laughs> about pop culture? Maybe not. Maybe not. All right. Let's go to uh, Smash or Pass. And this is, uh, we'll, we'll kind of do a themed one. This will be like Smash or Pass Cinema Side Piece uh, because we got a lot of announced movies uh, oh, yeah. recently that I thought were interesting conversation pieces. So, Jamie, do you want to talk about the first movie announcement? Okay, it's Selena Gomez, and it was announced that she is going to be starring in the Linda Ronstadt biopic. Now, Linda Ronstadt is a country, rock and roll, Latin music legend. Uh, she, I think she's won 11 Grammys, was like nominated for 30-something Grammys. Uh, she has Lifetime Achievement Awards. She kind of ran in the circles of like Emmylou Harris, Dolly Parton, that whole kind of generation of icons. Now, she is of Mexican descent. And so Selena Gomez, also of Mexican descent. So it does make sense that she would be playing her. But this is already a pass for me before I get to the worst detail in this story. It's a pass because I don't think Selena is a good actress. And I oh. think murders in the I think murders in the building, which I love and greenlit, and I do love, I just think she is as one note as they come, where it's mm. just like what what do you mean yeah exactly like that i just don't think she's the wizards of waverly place anymore she's just the like this is me and it's i'm not doing great mentally and i'm struggling and i don't know how to have affect to my voice thank so you I for um respecting Wizards of Wave Place, as the big <laughs> right. fans call of it. Course. Uh, and of thank course. you for anticipating my counterpoint because <laughs> right. she was, we all agree, cooking at a different level. Oh. But I'd, to your point, no one's been able to resurrect that kind of humor and that pizzazz. So it's a problem. Yeah, because I don't think anybody would be like, the star of Murders in the Building is Selena Gomez. <laughs> like, no one thinks that. The story well, is the it script- like the, the um, boomer below the boomer line? I feel like she probably is the star, you know, um, but for a, a certain crowd, Martin Short and Steve Martin are the Listen, stars. I think right? Steve Martin and Martin Short have been added to a lot of hall passes of some young of some young folks. I do think that's true. I would argue Steve Martin's on my hall pass for sure. Aaron, since you're on OnlyFans, will you see if Steve Martin or Martin Short have an OnlyFans <laughs> They're not. or like imitators and person? Martin Short for sure does. He no? would. He would if he could. I definitely 100%. have a Google yeah. alert for that. Okay, but what about if I give you another detail? Will this bring me? Would this bring you back in? I'm I'm full you? out, but I know what this detail is, and I could. I'm almost so out that I'm back in now. <laughs> you know. So it was announced. First, she announced it. She shared a little clip, and it was announced. I was like, okay, this is great. And then they waited because they're not stupid. They waited like one day, and they were like, oh, and by the way, David O. Russell is directing it. I'm sorry. Why are we still David O. Wrestling? Okay. Why are we doing that? I don't understand that. As a reminder, director David O. Russell, who directed American Hustle, Silver Linings uh, Playbook, last year's Amsterdam, uh, he, he admitted, this is not alleged, so we don't have to put the alleged, he said it in an interview, yeah, I sexually assaulted my niece because she was, and this is a quote, this is a quote. He said she was acting very provocative towards me. 
Great defense, first of all. Good stuff right. there. Love right. the backbone of what you're saying. Right. I, I, I just think I don't know. Um, Amsterdam was a was a big big no good. Big no, no good. good. <laughs> big. No uh, good. He is a big no good. Uh, uh-huh. Not just yeah. like in terms of that anecdote that you shared, Jamie, but also on set. Universally, everyone agrees he kind of sucks. And for someone like Selena Gomez, who I would argue probably, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it doesn't feel like she's got like, I don't know, um, Christian Bale's like constitution in terms of dealing with dramatic situations. Is that fair? No, it's very fair because I've watched her mental health documentary that she made last year. I'm telling you, you're not going to like this guy on set. When you're trying to embody this icon, this musical icon, you're not going to like, ask Lily Tomlin, ask George Clooney, ask Amy Adams what they thought of how that went, their whole experience. Jennifer Lawrence, go call up. I'm sure you have her number. Call Jennifer Lawrence and ask her what she thought of David O. Russell. And she's going to tell you a different tale. It's almost like someone who maybe really doesn't want their feet to be fetishized signing up to be in a Quentin Tarantino movie. And it would just be like, <laughs> guys, what are, what are you doing? You know, this isn't going to do well for anybody. Right. Here. Like, no. You know? Yeah. So I'm out a hundred percent. That is a pass for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, let, I'll, I'll talk about one. I saw uh, an announcement uh, and this is about a new Scorsese movie. Uh, <gasps> so obviously Mark Scorsese, uh, most recently in killers of the flower moon, um, uh, he announced basically, you know, there's a big LA times article you can check out that talks a little bit retrospectively about his career and like the themes he's pursuing, but essentially I'll boil it down to this. He met the Pope and then decided to do a movie about Jesus, about the big JC. <laughs> and Which, I just, I, I'm, I'm worried because Morris Grove says he's top of the game, but wanting to make a movie about Jesus, it's got a lot of young Theo bros. But he's also already mix. made a movie about Jesus. He did The Last yes. Temptation of the Christ. Like, yes. he's done it before, right? Fair. But he's older now. And he's cooler. And, you know, uh, he's got, like, a lot of experience. And, like, he's really inspired or whatever. The The most jarring things from the article that I saw was um, uh, he intent. Well, you tell me. Uh, um, I'm going to give you three details. You tell me what's most okay. concerning to you. Okay. This movie will be 80 minutes. Ooh. It's going to be based on Shusaka Endo's book, A Life of Jesus, and he's going to set it in the present day. What troubles okay. you the most about that? Okay. So uh, I would say 80 minutes. He feels the uh, critique of, hey, why these all got to be three hours, 80 minutes? Why they got to <laughs> yeah. be like that? Because on so average, I, I, his movies are like 6,000 minutes. And right. he's telling me he's going to do a tight 80. I don't think and so. And I also like a director who can, before we've even started filming, uh, trust me, it's 80 minutes. Like, there's no way yeah. it goes over. So that's yeah. not true. So I don't trust that. The The fact that it's based on uh, Shusaku Inu's book, I will trust, actually. I like, that's actually a detail I embrace because he also wrote the book that the movie Silence is based that's on. Right. And I love that's Silence. Right. So that's a good fact. My concern is the uh, the modern day of it all. I, yeah. Uh, Do you think he met the Pope and he saw Barbie and he was like, I've got an idea. <laughs> Let Marty baby cook. You know what the rumor is of who's going to play Jesus? Oh, please is, don't say Jim Caviezel. No. Oh, no. We're not going back to that well. But it's yeah. because Guillermo del Toro uh, and and to be clear, everyone, 
everyone is filming a Frankenstein. Like everybody, Maggie Gyllenhaal, everybody's doing it. But in Guillermo del Toro, actually the only person I would trust to make a Frankenstein movie is it was supposed to be Andrew Garfield. And he weirdly dropped out earlier this month and has been replaced by Jacob Ellerty as the monster. Oh, that's okay. Excellent recast, uh, honestly. So it per- is. actually that's better. Good stuff. Actually better. Yeah, and you better. know who's playing the doctor? Oscar Isaac. What? Love it. Okay. Into it I'm into 100%. all sides of that. That's good. That's right. But that made me go, oh, he's gonna Andrew Garfield is gonna play Jesus. Like there's some Jesus guaranteed. vibes there. There's some yeah. there's some big Jesus vibes there uh with Andrew Garfield. I think and that's I, like I think that. that's good. I just don't know if I wanna watch a three and a half hour movie because it will be three and a half hours right. about Jesus in the modern day. You know, even if it's Mark Scorsese, secretly I just haven't been loving his his movies. They they feel very right. indulgent and and that's fine. He's earned the right, but uh, I, I have a lot of so I, I think I'm going to pass on this. I don't think I'm going to smash on this. What about you? I, it I will smash if it's the right person playing Jesus, and by that I mean hot. I want I want a, <laughs> I want a hot Jesus. Like real yeah. hot. Are you a hardliner known commodity playing JC no. or unknown commodity playing JC? No, I don't mind an unknown commodity as long as they're good. It reminds me of the guy in Holdovers, the kid that he is. That was his first role. He was amazing. Yeah. He'll have a long good. career. He's so good. But like sometimes first time role, I was going to say Taylor Swift, but she was amazing in Valentine's Day. Like she was amazing. Is this a bit? Uh, are you trying to no, be rude no, to me right now? No, no, because I was mainly thinking of cats. And I was like, was yeah. cat, was she the problem or were the cats? No, it's the buttholes. We've been over the that. The buttholes were the about problem. That. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Butthole realism held that movie back <laughs> so much. Uh, Jamie, talk to me about another movie you saw. Okay, so the next one is, and I know we're all excited. I know all of us are equally excited about <laughs> this. And that is The Mandalorian and Grogu, which is going yeah. to be a Star Wars movie directed by Jon Favreau. Uh and it is actually replacing season four, uh, which I actually think is wise. Let's let's stop. Oh, you think it out. is? You think it's wise Listen, to not do another season of Mando? I I do because the last season was not was not good. It was yeah. not uh, good. And I do think let's just do a movie. Let's just knock it out. Let's just have the movie. Now yeah. I'm concerned that Disney because listen, we haven't had a Disney movie because you know everybody just kind of equates Star Wars with Marvel. But mm-hmm. like to be fair, there has not been a Disney movie in five years. Like now you're saying Disney, years. you mean you mean Star Wars, right? Oh, sorry, a Star Wars. There hasn't yeah. been a Star Wars movie in five years. So to me, that's good. Now the problem is, unfortunately, that um, Kathleen is still involved, and she's very uh-huh. excited to produce this film. And I yeah. do think, for all things Star Wars, she is the problem. She is uh, for sure the problem. I, we all thought it was George Lucas. It's not. It's her. Kathleen Kennedy is the problem, and. Listen, because I didn't realize that they are filming with Daisy Ridley. Like, they're doing, she's coming back as Ray, mainly because, let's be honest, there's not much out there for Daisy Ridley. Um, She tried to go out, and she came right back. What do you mean? What do you mm, mean? I know. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw chaos, whatever, walk, walking chaos with Tom Holland. <laughs> Any, or that train movie, The Orient Express. But here's what I will say about her... I was really bummed because Adam Driver, of course, was asked, like, yeah, would you come back? And he was like, nope, I'm done. That's and I was sad because I kind of would love for them to be because they were very sexy together and I would have liked well, them to come back. Look, the um, 
Adam Driver, um, uh, frank and honest press conferences and interviews is yeah. kind of getting me through life right now. Oh, um, 100%. and I, I want him to embrace it. Him telling people to f off because it's the question stupid about Ferrari. Yeah. Love that. When he talked about the arc he was presented with for Kylo was not what was actually executed. Uh, and there was some inherent frustration that made a lot of yeah. sense. And I think that's indicative of the problem with star Wars. Um, and I, as much as I don't, I don't mind the Mandalorian. I do feel like it's getting watered down. And I think yeah. that's because it has taken a place of, uh, primacy in the star Wars universe. Y- universe is like, this is the most important property we have. And it's gotten less interesting because of that. Whereas in the first season, it wasn't that important or pivotal. So it was really, it was taking risks and it was really interesting. Um, now I, I think this is one of the most cowardly choices from a franchise that has so much IP, but is terrified of originality. And I, I just, I can't think of anyone who watched last season was like, you know what we need to do now? Take this to the movies. We should do a whole movie I bit. I would rather than be like, this is Adventures in Babysitting 3. And <laughs> boom, we're going to do that. I do Other just like Grogu. I like Grogu being on the big screen. But you're right. Like I, it's such an, it's such an unfortunate thing because Andor was so unique and so yeah. special. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad it's coming back. But it doesn't have to bear on anything else. Like it doesn't really have to impact because we're just telling this kind of one story and it's kind of all encompassed. It might have you know, reaches to other, but it doesn't have to be like, well, if you haven't watched this, you cannot watch, you are not going to like echo. I went in and started echo on Disney, the new Marvel series. Yeah. And I was very excited, but immediately I was like, no, I can't watch this. I'm behind. I have not seen a, B and C and I'm not going to understand this fully. When they do the, if you didn't see Hawkeye, you're not going to know yeah. that. And it's like, bro, Hawkeye, I loved it, but like not for everybody. You know what I mean? No, it's just, it's, exactly. It's crazy right now. I, I just, I, I and I think putting a puppet and a a person who is meant to be Pedro Pascal, but is not Pedro right. Pascal. That's not, yeah. That's insane to do, you know? I know. It's an, it's, listen, we all know it's a cash grab. That's what we're doing. Like Disney is like we gotta make money, you guys. But I'm, I'm telling the you, old, if you would... the only way I'm back in is if like it's first scene, um, Pedro like like a, a a mutant falcon like takes a takes a big S on his helmet, and he has to take it off. And be like, gotta get my helmet repaired. So the next <gasps> yes, you know, hour yeah, twenty, we, I'm gonna be without my Pedro, helmet. Can't why can't why can't I, if we're making it all up? Why can't yeah. the Mandalorians be like now we're cool with no helmets? You still gotta okay. have this particular steel. Love that. And then what about this? They do, um, Grogu's got to take a pill and he's got to look like a human for like 40 minutes. And you know who plays Grogu? Do you know? Who? Kieran Culkin. No. Boom. So now it's Pedro no, and Kieran Culkin not. in Star Wars. Why? I do, listen, they have great chemistry and I love that. Yeah. And I do love yeah. that, that for them. Uh, however, again, I, I don't want Grogu to just be the, the version of Kieran Culkin that we always get, which is okay. really just the guy drinking milk with pizza, right? A little yeah, bit. but like yeah. Grogu trying to get some strange, getting a little weird, <laughs> getting a little disrespectful. That's, a, that's like, a welcome. I do like Grogu high and trying to tap that in a love in it a, in a bar in Tatooine. I do love yeah. that. Self pleasuring yeah. himself on a window like what? Roman. No, you know why? he did. It's it. a succession. That's a storyline for a succession. I didn't make that up. I know it is, but I, I don't love you. it. Sure, <laughs> just crossing over here. Uh, another movie that got announced that. Um, I gotta be honest, it made me a little sad, but also ha- happy, sad, you know, happy, oh. happy, sad. This was okay. uh top gun three. Wow. Um, so Tom Cruise been busy. 
Um, he's got to deal with uh, uh, Warner Brothers, and he's also uh, going to be making developing Top Gun Three with Paramount. Um, and I think the guy, uh, the the co writer on Top Gun Maverick, uh, is going to be working on a draft. And supposedly, the rumor is that uh, Miles Teller, Glenn Powell are going to be in this movie, as well as Jerry Bruckheimer, uh, and I think Joe Kaczynski. I, I don't know if Joe Kaczynski did uh, Maverick or not, but he's going to drag. He's he's a he's a uh, unknown Tom Cruise collaborator. I would be into this if okay. Tom Cruise was marginalized. Okay, that's interesting. Because I... I'm interested in a Miles Teller and Glenn Powell. Like, let's let's let them cook, because I was really disappointed with how little we actually got of them in Top Gun colon Maverick. And I get that, like I just said it, Top Gun colon Maverick. It's about Maverick. Uh, I get it. And I get that Tom Cruise wants it to be about Maverick. Maybe someone could come in and be like, hey, maybe you could be in it and produce it and make a lot of money from it. But maybe we don't need you to fly a plane. So if I'm Tom Cruise, here's how I respond to that. I would say, so you want to give the movie to the guy who couldn't open a romantic comedy with, um, uh, he's really hot and he's got a really hot girlfriend and they couldn't break a hundred million. But me, who can break a Billy, you want listen, them to carry the movie. Is that what you I'm know what right I now? would say? I would say, listen, first of all, that movie came out at Christmas and that didn't right. make any sense. It's yeah. not even set at Christmas. So why did that movie come out at Christmas? But I'd also say, like in the actual, because they're in the Navy, right? It's not the Air Force. It's the Navy. What do you think? I think it's the Navy because they're boats. Air Force is only planes. Navy is planes and trains and automobiles. Okay. I, I mean, that's, that makes sense to me. I think that's You're right. actually correct. I know that. Okay. Like you're correct. Yeah. <laughs> Are the submarines also the Navy? It'd be weird if it weren't. I'll be honest with you. It'd be weird if they were like, they're actually the United States submarines, Space Force. Well, know? I didn't know if like the Coast Guard was the submarine or is they, they're just here. They're not on other like they guard the coast. Are the like Coast they, Guards guard, on other coasts? I no. guard our coast. Okay. I don't submarine I, in the Pacific. <laughs> Listen, I truly thought it was the Coast Guards and then they like, they tag team and they're like if it gets further than 100 yards out it's the navy like let me be clear that might be exactly how it works i have no idea okay i don't know know how the military works but tom cruise i think that the navy would be like hey we would not let a man his age fly a billion dollar plane under any circumstances no because our government cares about old people in positions of authority you know what i mean (laughs) I just don't think they're that. letting somebody in their 60s, guys. 60s. 60s. He's in his 60s. Spin zone, though. If you're going to have to let a person in their 60s fly plane, isn't he the guy? Isn't he number one? No. 100% it's not him. It's Who's Carol number Burnett. One? It's Carol oh, Burnett. That's true. that's true. She didn't use a walker or get help, you know, in the Emmys. So, here go. Listen, when she pulls her ear, when she yeah. breaks Mach 10. I don't know. What if we, okay, here's two ideas. Number one, Fury 2, the tank World War II movie with Brad Pitt, right. Shia LaBeouf, but Carol Burnett, she's got her okay. own tank. Boom. That's okay. $100 million right Like there. that. Who runs tanks? Which branch of the military is the tank branch? It would be weird if the Air Force got tanks. It would be weird <laughs> if Navy's got tanks, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just the Army and the Marines? Are I don't know. I'm uh, Again, I have no idea. Do they both get tanks? Bro, what if the Coast Guard is all tanks all the time? <laughs> it's like those duck boats. They're like, hell yeah, yeah this is our duck right. boat tight. You push this button it. and it turns into a tank. The end. I, yeah. I have a pitch yeah. for what okay. Top Gun 3 should be about. Okay. All right, let's go. I think it answers your your issue. Okay. Because I, th- I think we're on the same page there. The, Tom Cruise is notoriously someone who's like, yeah, you can come into my franchise and eventually take over from me. 
Um, and then Jimmy Renner looks up like six years later and he's like, wait, my, my parts are getting smaller. What's going on? Right. Here? Right. But I do think we need to hand off here. So yes. I think Top Gun three, it opens, it's Glenn Powell, Miles Teller, Tom Cruise. They're like in the locker room, you know, another successful mission against a hostile country that no one will name, but it, they're hostile. Don't worry about it. They get called in a meeting with their superiors, like John Hamm, other guy. And they're like, Hey, we need the three of you on a secret mission. It's a rescue. It's like an extraction for an American scientist and her team. They just discovered how to use cold fusion. Okay. And they're Ooh. in Hawaii. Right. Very straightforward. Right. Very Got easy it. to understand. But the only catch, the scientists and her team, they're already dead. They've been <gasps> dead for 82 years. Okay. 82? Clint Powell doesn't understand because, of course, he doesn't understand because he's hot. Neither does Miles Teller. But Maverick understands. They're going back in time to Pearl Harbor. Okay. <gasps> they got to fly in World War II. They got to get this scientist out. They get like two energy packs, lets them go back in time. They come forward in time. So they go back in time. They go to Pearl Harbor two days before the attack. They got to get this uh, nuclear scientist out, played by Sydney Sweeney, because why not? You know, that is very believable. Oh. Um, her and Glenn Powell, <laughs> same chemistry. And then long story short, um, they they rescue the nuclear scientist. They um, get out of Pearl Harbor, you know, without getting killed. It's Glenn Powell. It's Miles Teller. It's Tom Cruise. It's Sydney Sweeney, her whole team. They've made it, and they're going to use that second energy pack to go back, you know, to present day, right? To, tr- to time travel, uh, back to present day. And then they all get back to the present day, and everyone's there. Glenn Powell's there. Miles Teller's there. Sydney Sweeney's there. All of her team's there, but Tom Cruise isn't there. Maverick's not there. And they don't understand where'd Maverick go? Why isn't Maverick here? Well, at the end of the movie, we figure out that Maverick didn't go all the way to the present day. He went all the way forward in time to the day that Goose died. So that he could prevent Goose dying. And to prevent it, he sacrifices himself. So Goose continues to live. Uh, and uh, Maverick's character dies in the original timeline. And so when it goes back to the present day, Glenn Powell, Miles Teller, Sydney Sweeney, her team, they're trying to figure out what happened, what happened to Maverick. They go to a meeting with their superiors to, to, to get the update. And instead of Maverick being there, um, it's actually Anthony Edwards as Goose. Goose is there because he lived. He lived the whole time. And now he's like, you know, head of the Navy or head of the submarines or head of the Coast Guard or whatever, you know, however the military works. So Miles Heller gets his dad back. Yes. Oh, yeah. I like this. I feel like that solves the problem that you're saying. What do you think? I actually love that. I I, I don't mind. I I do like any movie where Tom Cruise dies at the end. I like that. Okay. I think that's good. I think World War II, Top Gun. Come on. That's good stuff. You know? What are other flight? Like, what if he could? Oh, what if he could go find Amelia Earhart and they could fall in love? Oh, I like that. And it could be Sarah Snook and it'd be like also still no chemistry because yeah. he doesn't have chemistry with women. That's fine. No. Yeah. No, Sarah Snook would be an awesome uh, Amelia Earhart. She'd be a great Amelia Earhart. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dust to you in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars theme collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, 
I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair and support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com All right, Jamie, let's do, let's wrap up here and do something or nothing. Uh, we got a couple new stories. Um, I thought we could, you know, kind of as a PR expert, want to get your take yeah. on, is this something <laughs> or is this actually nothing? Oh, yeah. So first up, let's go Tom Holland, Zendaya. There's a little bit of breakup rumors. People having to address do- things. Like, what do you think? First, first of all, how dare you? Now, as a reminder, Tom and Zendaya were originally a PR relationship. Uh, it was a perfect pairing because of spider-man and they were both single and they were both super young this these were they were practically teenagers i think they were teenagers yeah and so it was magical however they have now been together more than six years i do actually think she's like i'm into him he's tiny and i can throw him places i like it mm-hmm. um but recently she unfollowed everyone on instagram including tom holland and so people sure. were suspicious now that is the dumbest and easiest thing that a celebrity can do to get attention is to wipe any version of their social media clean. And again, guys, this isn't like your Instagram where that might be a big deal. These are people who were, this is just my public facing. They have a secret Instagram that you will never know about that no one knows about. And so first of all, I don't think that's an an impressive thing. Like she's not like, but then we actually got the, someone asked Tom Holland was at the critics choice awards this past weekend. Mm. They asked him on the red carpet Hey, did y'all break up? And he was like, absolutely not. And so that's the first answer we got. And then my favorite thing that he said, because he's a precious baby angel and I love him, is he said, uh, Zendaya and I will every now and then watch Spider-Man Homecoming and reminisce about being 19 and making those movies and meeting for the first time. Isn't that sweet? Although she's not really in that movie very much. To me, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. I saw that well, there was a Business Insider article in my Google feed, and I was like, first of all, why are right. you writing about this Business Insider? But secondly, I was like, your relationship has no spark left. If you're like, you know what we should do tonight? <laughs> we should rewatch the movies we were in together. I really See, mean, you don't I ever, in, you in. don't ever with like Aaron and Knox, you don't ever with your beloved, like watch your wedding video or watch videos of when you were teenagers or when you were at camp. I know that Aaron Moon. And Ben Moon for sure sit down and look at videos of themselves when they were young. There is no way they don't do we that. We don't have a wedding video. You don't have videos from camps? No. That you did? No. Jamie, you've asked the wrong question. 
you've asked the wrong question. If the technology was available to watch those uh, videos, Aaron, would you? Who could know? Who could know? Who? You know? <laughs> who could know? Who could say? I will say, I, I that's not that's not my vibe, right? Like I, right. I wouldn't. I, I just don't care. But um, it's more about if I had the access and wealth of these two people to yeah. do whatever I wanted, I wouldn't spend the nights rewatching a movie Listen, I was in. What if they said to you, hey, we watched Spider-Man Homecoming on our private yacht in the Mediterranean? Different conversation. <laughs> that's a different conversation. Okay. That's just that's go. how you're passing the time until dinner's ready. Listen, you know? and the reason she wiped her she, the reason she wiped her Instagram is she posted a picture of her new movie coming out in April. It's Challengers. That's the tennis threesome movie, and uh-huh. we, allegedly we don't know, but we, it looks like it might be a tennis threesome. And she's also a producer on that film. Listen, that's how you know she needs that movie to do well because she got a back end deal and she wants that to make a lot of money. And Mm -hmm. so there's no reason she's going to start promoting it now. That would not be unusual for a movie that you also produced and hope to make a lot of money from. Sure. Just so uh, there's a little bit of smoke. You're saying no fire, no fire here. This is nothing. Yeah. I would say no fire. Yeah. I mean, look, I love them and I hope they stay together forever, but I do miss them on the red carpet. So I hope he comes with her on all the challenger stuff. Like he shows up because what's he doing? Hey, there's nothing he's he, doing. Okay. Aaron, is question. he on OnlyFans? Check Let me Tom yeah. Holland check on that, OnlyFans. Check that too. Uh, there's a, I think there's a story named Tom Holland. Um, really old guy. He might be dead, but if he's not, see if he's on OnlyFans too. Um, I would say what you're, what you're um, uh, alluding to might be one of the issues they might be facing because Zendaya continues to be a major star. Yeah. Tom Holland. Is he? He's Spider-Man. Big deal. He's famous, but is he like, uh, in a lot of ways, sometimes I wonder if he's just like cardio Chris Hemsworth, you know, because he's oh. very good at the character he plays. But beyond yes. that, I don't know if he is. And he's more he, lean instead of muscle mass. He's you know? dancer. He is dancer Chris Evans. Like, I'm, okay. I am was good at that one thing. I try to do other things, but none of them are successful. Yeah. And now Alba is having my baby, you know? That's right. Aaron's breaking news. Aaron's found someone on OnlyFans and subscribed. No, this is not an OnlyFans update, but he is going to be playing Fred Astaire in the (sighs) untitled Fred Astaire biopic, which that kind of makes me feel happy. Aaron, did you get that from sixmonthsold.com? I want OnlyFans news from you. I do not want IMDb updates. He's not on OnlyFans, Knox. He's not there. He's not in that Listen, I will, space. I will say Aaron was really excited about the bear winning. And I was like, oh, is this what it's like when you watch a show and they delay the Emmys for yeah, a year so exciting. that you can like your timelines? <laughs> now, look, full accountability. I just finished Beef. And watching them all win, I was like, oh, this is good. I love this. I love the synchronicity of this. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, that is our conversation uh, on The More You Know. Um, As always, if you have thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Noxandjamie.com slash 539. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? (gasps) Let's do some lights. All right. What is your red light this week? Okay. My red light this week is you. Yeah. Oh, it's you. Okay. Because here's the thing. We put out an episode that we work really hard on every year called our predictions episode. And every year you kill it. People have uh, coined you Noxtradamus because Mm. you're so good at reading the world's tea leaves and determining what's going to happen, no matter how weird or how odd or how out of left field it is. And then I come in and I'm like, I'm your other host. I think Tina Turner's going to die. And it's just not fun. 
we don't be, know. She might. She might still die. She's you know? already dead. I predicted it. See, and she's you got dead. one. Look at you. Don't let the calendar encumber you. You know, like just like like let it let it vibe. Listen, I'm just out here trying to get some guesses right, and then we put that episode out last week, and literally the day the episode comes out. You got immediately, you had said there would be abdications. You said that Nick Saban, the coach at Alabama, would leave the throne. He announced his retirement that day, the day the episode came out. Then the next day, you had said Bill Belichick would leave the Patriots. He also announced his retirement. And I was like, well, let me Google some my stuff and see if anything I did. And then somebody was so sweet in DMs to be like, hey, uh, Allison, the dancer, the kid, she went to Ohio and is trying to pass a bill about kids being used by influencers. And <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. And that's the important stuff. You know, these football uh, coaches, who cares? Who cares? You know? So look, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's well, bad luck. It's fine. Listen, it's fine. I can just be the other host. That's, that can be my job here. I don't See, have I to th- be. To me, I look at it as a, a, a team, right? We're, we're, <laughs> you got those right too. Cause you're on, you're on the episode. Don't! You're don't, the other host. Don't you, talk to me like I'm not here. No, you didn't disagree with those predictions. Similarly, I also am a part of getting the the uh, kids on social media uh, legislation passed. How dare you? I'll take Stop that as a right half now. point as well. Listen, you know? I'm just excited. Listen, I just I am I am waiting patiently. I do hope that in the next thirty to forty five days we do get the death of someone in office. Yeah. I'm not saying who. I'm just saying if we could wrap it up, that'd be great. That'd be great. Look, when um, we almost have uh, uh, a a high-ranking military official just disappear to the hospital for a couple hours, not tell anybody. (laughs) Listen, the chaos of that story. And people are like, what? I'm like, what do you mean what? What do you mean what? This is ridiculous, guys. He doesn't tell anybody that he's like in the hospital. No one knows. And he's just in the hospital. You can't run the government like that what this is isn't happening? the pmg where somebody can like take a long weekend and probably get away with it it's not a big deal you yeah. run the military bro ridiculous i don't know yeah don't know. it's uh chaotic okay what's your red light my red light is um i want to uh i want to normalize the irish goodbye retirement right because you kind of mentioned you know the nick saban yeah. most of the time famous people um, in certain industries, when they're going to stop doing what they do, they'll tell you ahead of time. This is my last movie. Yeah. This is my last show. This is uh, my last season, whatever. Um, and I think that's so tacky and that's so self-indulgent. Uh, Derek Jeter did this where he's like, it's my last year. So every game, his last game at like this stadium, people would bring him like baskets of tribute to be like, oh, you're so good and we're going to miss you're like little annoying slap hit to right field. Ooh. And your backhand where you jump and throw someone out at first base is what are we going to do? And then coach K did this where he took a victory lap. Oh yeah. And he did like a whole Ted talk at the end. Uh, and he was rewarded by North Carolina, uh, being the last game he coached in when he got beat, which is amazing. Um, but I just think that that sucks. We got Nick Saban and we like today, uh, as we were recording Jason Kelsey, Jason Kelsey said, I'm retiring. And he didn't do like yeah. this whole, you know, season. Now you could argue he's got a podcast, so it's not a big deal, whatever. But I think with Nick Saban, particularly, the greatest to do it, greatest of all time, he didn't do a big victory lap. He didn't like have everyone kiss the ring. He was just like, I'm done. I'm stepping down. And I don't know if he's going to disappear from the limelight completely. Um, 
but I, I like that kind of vibe of like, I'm going to do a good job. Um, I'm going to, uh, give my best and I don't need the affirmation and attention when I'm done. Um, I want to normalize that. I want to normalize people doing that, uh, and doing the Irish goodbye, honestly, in all facets of life, but particularly professional famous people. Oh like, you yeah. Can like, goodbye it. remember our beloved Daniel Day Lewis, who just yeah. was like, well, that was it. That was my last film. And to be fair, not a great one. Uh, no. not a great last film, but no. listen, has he been back? It's been seven years. No, he's like, no, I'm in it. I, yeah, that was it. Bye bye. That was it. That was the, that was the end. Enjoy it while it's here because you'll never know if it's going to be over. And I think that's the way to go about it. So I appreciate people who do that. Um, so respect, uh, uh Nick Saban and, and, and Jason Kelsey and others, uh, who have done it like that. Um, yeah. Jamie, what's your green light this week? Okay. My green light this week is a book. You guys, you are not ready. This book was so fun. This came out last year. It's called The Adventures of Amina Al-Sarafi by Shannon Chakraborty. Now, listen, this book, okay, picture it. Middle-aged mother with bad knees in medieval Oman, and she's got a daughter, and she is convinced to go back to her old way of work, which was being a pirate. And so she does. Oh, and she was an good. amazing pirate. Listen, there are not enough protagonists. Look, I and I'm not saying I don't love a 19-year-old who's trying to find out her fourth wing. I get it. Like, I love it. Yeah. But like, I'm also interested in like a grown A woman being a protagonist. Like, I'm interested in that. And so um, she has this kind of scandalous career in the Indian Ocean of being this pirate. Um, very notorious. Uh, but she uh, leaves that life. Uh, to go raise her daughter, her half human daughter, which I secretly love. And uh, she ends up being drawn back in from an old acquaintance who is missing a, her own child. And is like, can you help me find my daughter? And she was like, I can do it. And look, here is the best part of this book. This book is really funny. It's, it's so hard to write smart, snarky, sarcastic fiction. I think it's really difficult to write that in those dial in that dialogue. Uh, I don't think people are uh, natural at that. Uh, Shannon very much is. These supporting characters, every supporting character is fleshed out in a way that I went, I want their own novel and I want them to have their own novel. Because this book is weird because you're kind of, it's like a prequel and a sequel. Like you don't know what's going to happen, but she's had this whole life before this with the with many of these characters and so you're kind of dropped into the middle of a it feels like you're dropped into the middle of a franchise but like it's really well done um it has very quirky characters uh spooky monsters and it's swashbuckling at its best it is a fantastic read my understanding is is going to be part of a series and so i'm excited to continue to read all of these adventures of amina it is so good Oh, that's awesome. Um, I, I've got a green light that's similar. Um, I didn't start it realizing it was part the first part of a trilogy. Um, but when I got to the end, I was like, that's kind of a weird ending. And then I realized, <laughs> oh, no, there's like two other books coming. That makes more sense. Uh, it's called Essex Dogs by Dan Jones. Uh, Dan Jones, oh. the historian. Um, I read, uh, I think I started with the Plantagenets uh, and then the Rise of the Tudors. He, you know, he writes a lot of, I don't want to call it medieval history, but you know, the whatever 1200s to 1500s kind of, that's his range. Um, but Essex dogs is his first historical fiction and it's really positioned like, uh, there's a band of brothers kind of vibe to it. There's oh. saving private Ryan kind of vibe to it. Uh, it's set at the beginning of it's like 1340 something at the beginning of the hundred years war. Uh, and it uh, is basically centered around this group, this like, I don't want to call it a regiment, but a company of men called the Essex Dogs and their misfits 
you know, they're from different places. Um, they're led by an old, uh, grizzled, uh, veteran named like Fitz Talbot. There's a Scotsman, there's a rum, uh, a kid named Rumford, who's an archer. And the dialogue is, uh, Dan Jones, I thought it was going to be kind of, um, I, I worried it was going to be a little bit of a kind of a boring kind of, um, historical romp because yeah. he's a historian, but the dialogue is as if it's a Tarantino movie. Um, it's, it's, if you're listening on audiobook, you got to be careful around your kids cause there's a lot of F words. Um, oh, but it's mm-hmm. just kind of, uh, what you imagine a military group of dudes in you know, the mid 1300s would probably talk like, uh, and there's a Scotsman who, uh, every other words an F word, uh, in a hilarious way, but I absolutely loved, um, this story. I'm so excited for the other two books to come, uh, because it's just fall. It's a, it's a, a great way to follow a, a historical uh, story, but also just really compelling character work. Um, love the historical detail and there's the added benefit. I, I found out, um, over the break, um, I'm related to Edward the third, <gasps> who's a main character in this story and his son, the black prince. Um, so that was kind of neat to find out, you know, to know that on ancestry and then get a story that kind of articulates them, uh, Listen, in a big way. That sounds very cool. First of all, Dan Jones is attractive. Yeah. I just looked him up and I'm like, I did oh, too. I thought he was going to be crusty old guy. I was like, no, you're, you're cool and hot. That's What's a hottie McHotty. I like that. Yeah. Um, not that they're better writers, but I'm into that. And then, uh, the other thing is I am, I'm actually genuinely surprised that you would put your DNA on ancestry.com. Yeah, I know. I just, <laughs> the, his, the, the need for historical knowledge overweight privacy concerns i mean talk honestly. about like a, conf- a conflict in your heart like you're like I do i want to put this out of the universe but i do want to know that i'm related to edward the third so see but the, and then like uh dan carlin just did uh an episode right before the break called like the age of the acer and it's the vikings and he talked about a character i'm also related to rollo <gasps> so i was like oh this is incredible this is well worth oh the privacy gosh. concerns um well, yeah, so no. Uh, Essex Dogs, highly recommend. I think uh, you'll uh, like that. And then uh, I'm going to green light a TV show. Have you green this show? Uh, did what? you see my notes? Uh, yes. Such Brave Girls no. on Hulu? No, uh-uh. Okay, so this feels like one of your green lights. It's a reason I ask. Um, it is a dysfunctional family sitcom from the British trauma genre uh, on Hulu. Uh, Kat Sadler stars as Josie. She's also the writer and creator of the show. Lizzie Davidson is her real life sister who plays her uh, sister on the show, Billy and Louise Braley, uh, uh, Breely, uh, plays her mom, Deb. And this is just the, the best way to uh, describe it is the slug line, which is uh, this show follows three women and how they navigate life armed with nothing, but poor judgment and poor self-esteem tied to people who couldn't care less about them. <laughs> it's so it's almost, um, it's, it's a very pen 15 kind of vibe. Um, it's almost, <laughs> just interfamily savagery towards each other in the funniest way possible. Billy plays the wicked witch at like a daycare center. Um, so she's always in a witch costume and green face paint. They never <gasps> explain this. They never go into it. It's just picked up in the subtext. Um, she's obsessed with uh, a guy named Nikki who she describes as her perfect type, which is a drug dealer who looks like he wants to hurt her. Um, it, the, the, <laughs> it's the kind of British dry absurdist uh, comedy that's sometimes hit or miss for me, but this is a complete hit. I love this. It's the best thing about it. It's a half hour. It's six episodes. <gasps> it's perfect. Oh I, I binged it in a weekend. It's so good. Uh, I laughed out loud. It's, it's- 
It's one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is beloved. It's so funny. It is so. I can't wait to funny. watch it. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I highly recommend people uh, check that out. Um, all right, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And for regard, remember anytime you do shopping on Amazon, make sure Amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. You purchase these are fairly like a fair item purchase using that link. This week was Jamie as uh, a COVID nineteen test. COVID nineteen <gasps> test. COVID. All every disease is on the rise. Every disease that exists. So stay inside. Don't go out. Um, this has uh, eleven hundred global ratings 4.6 stars so it's a solid test but i did love the question that i found from danny who asked where do i swab it and a replier answered wherever you think the covid is oh (laughs) guys don't get your don't get your health information from the q a (laughs) section of amazon just a heads up all right you guys don't forget People are loving our princess collection. You can love it as well. Just head over to knoxandjamie.com slash annual and sign up today. I'm Jamie. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox Coy. You can find me on the socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.